Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Catholic Stuff You Should Know here with Father Nathan Gold in his very own man cave. Greetings. Adorned in glory beneath the Fighting Illini flag. Yep, and very soon to be another addition to the man cave. That's right. We got a sweet poster from Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Which actually, it doesn't necessarily communicate what we're trying to do in the podcast, which is, what does it say? Um, uh, what does it say on that poster? Something the dead fear the living. Yeah, something like that. I uh, just posted on Instagram a photo of Father Nathan here, and it says, uh, Thursday afternoon podcasting, the usual blend of poor research, divine grace, and marital strife. And uh, that's basically what it is. Yep. But we didn't pray last week before the podcast. It's true. And we, and we didn't have bourbon. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Laura Gifford is? Mm-hmm. So Laura Gifford sent a photo of a text that she got from a friend of hers. These are Kentucky girls, mind you. Kentucky. Making fun of us for hearing ice cubes in the glasses. And they're like, we had respect for them. Thinking they drank their bourbon neat, but now we know better. Well, if like, we were drinking just bourbon, but we're drinking, we're drinking rusty nails. So we're drinking rusty nails. Laura Gifford usually have and Molly uh, Dawahair. Dawahair. I don't want right? to hear. It. I don't want to hear about any haters. Dawahair. We don't want to hear it here. All right. Haters hate Kentucky girls. They know their whiskey. Thanks for listening, but thanks for hating. Bourbon's not whiskey. Okay, so. <laughs> Here we are. Yep. We still don't have a lamp in the uh, man cave, but it's a man cave. So, And the the sun is soon setting, and we will be in darkness. We will be in darkness. Darkness has faded. Light gives way to morning. Sleep has refreshed us. Now we thank our maker. This is why I drink, by the singing way. Singing his praises. Lifted up to heaven. Hearts, hands, and boy voices. Do you remember that song <laughs> no. from seminary? Every single time somebody would start that off at the uh, like at, at morning prayer, I was like, I want to rip out your voice box and use it as a harmonica. I hate you. Now that's a Walking Dead kind of thing. That's something they exactly do. fear the living. That's good. Okay, we got to get pumped up, folks. We got to pump it up. We need like jock jams. <laughs> yeah. Right. I need some. We need to put sandstorm maybe at the beginning of this one. Too intense, probably. Father Garrett Caw is the reason why I was introduced to, to sandstorm? sandstorm. Yeah, and I was like, where where has this song been all of my life? Yeah, that or like the Mortal Kombat intro song. You remember that when they made a movie? Yep. Yeah, something like that. Hey, you know what else I was thinking about? Thinking of awesome stuff in the nineties. Do you remember the XFL? What? They oh yeah, that's this, right. Like, Extreme Football League. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Do you remember what year that was? What was that guy's name? Do you remember like he had a really long name on the back of his jersey? Ocho Cinco? No, it was like, ah, what was his name? Gosh, it's going to come back to I'll me. I'll try and look it up as we're So, going. all right, let's just come clean, folks. So the last podcast was a little rocky and John was a little annoyed. And uh, so then we had to go out into the backyard and like hash it out before this <laughs> podcast. And so he asked me. He like, hate me. He's like, he hate me. That's right. That was his name. He hate me. He was a running back. Um, God, what a horrible idea, the XFL. So then uh, um, 
I think they were just trying to be NFL Blitz, like yeah. the video game, except on there. But it was totally lame. He hate me. So then John's like, what were you thinking about when, you know, like I was doing some of the things and I started laughing because honestly, no, just I, like, can we just say like, what? we weren't connecting on the last podcast and you can already hear how different it is right now. Yeah, but I'm sorry. Cause then it makes it seem like it's only whenever I'm talking, which is true. Kind of, <laughs> but I usually pick topics that are easily accessible. Right. I mean, that's not a, that's not a slam. It's just, it takes me a little while to get up to speed. Right? No, I know faith was a that was a tough one. I, I understand. It's a theological virtue. If you get it, it's not necessarily something that it's like, oh yeah, I get it. You know, nine plus four. Anyways, continue with your. So then John says, "What were you thinking about and everything?" And honestly, the one thing I was thinking about at the time was there's a Dunkin' Donuts that's opening up near me, and every single day they change the number, and it's like nine more days until we open, four more days until we open. And do you know what day they're opening? Seven more days. The day that I'm in San Francisco. Oh, man. Oh, man. These people. These, these peoples are killing me. These people is killing me. Follow what does up. that come from, come from me? Is that Garonsky lore? Yeah, that's... Um, Garonsky was uh, getting on a bus um, in Philadelphia, I believe. And this lady, she was an older lady. And she was like... She had a cane or a walker or something like that. And she just... She's just you know, like taking her sweet time and like people are honking and whatever else. And she just, she finally sat down and she says, these people is killing me father. She's the same lady that, that said, uh, like as she was getting off, as she was getting off the bus and they were again getting annoyed. She said, I bees there when I gets there. Yeah. I bees there when I get, I like that. Yeah. There you go. Well, you bees there while I podcasted last time. Pretty much. It was a ministry of presence. <laughs> He's got this new laugh. Uh, we were watching the show um, Better Off <laughs> Better Off Dead. Yeah. Where the guy walks up to him and says something stupid and he just fake laughs like out of control. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's you. You know, they say the last faculty to go when you're in like a coma or in hospice care is the is is hearing. So that's kind of what I felt. I was so comatose that I was hearing you, but I was just kind of like attaining to more bodily (laughs) functions than than like trying to engage the topic. Well, thank you for sharing that. Do you have a particular topic you'd like to talk about today? Don't really. <laughs> well, we did okay there for okay. six minutes. All right. Stall for another five. The loon clock will fire off. We'll I know. I actually, it's actually going to go off in 15 minutes, and I, do, I don't want to hear it again. Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, I gave a talk to the RCIA candidates uh, last week, and they wanted to know about holy orders. Um, so I was just kind of flipping through the catechism, and I came across... One of my least favorite paragraphs in the catechism. I don't know if you have this, but there are some times where you read certain things and it conflicts with your already uh, already preconceived notion of what the world and what the church should be. So then you read it, and most of the things in the catechism you assent to, it's fine. Like, okay, I agree with that. It's almost like saying, like, oh, yeah, I believe that, so I'm glad that the church backs me up as opposed to the church teaching something and I, you know, send to it. Yep. That's, that, was a, that was a little toss back to what you were talking about before. You see? Huh? See? What? What? I mean, like, it's Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about Dunkin' Donuts. Is, I'm gonna Four come, days, I'm dude. I'm going to come on the day Four you're days. gone. 
And I'm going to go there and I'm going to take a big... Uh, <laughs> I hate you. Do you know what the... Bear the, claws in both hands. The worst thing about it is when they open up, they're actually really bad at making donuts at the very beginning. Really? Yeah. It was horrid. The one on uh, Sheridan that opened up right next to uh, Mag House, we were like super excited the day that it opened. And then we drove down there and I got like a basic order, like a maple bar, a maple bar and I think a chocolate glazed. And both of them were like... It was like... Somebody had set them under a heating lamp for too long, and they were just old and crappy. Nice. Maybe I won't go on opening day then. Anyways. Well, if you get the coffee, that's fine. Coffee's always good. Which, by the way, um, an interesting anecdote about Dunkin' Donuts. I'm sorry. It's on the mind. Um, Do you know what a regular coffee is at Dunkin' Donuts? Cream and sugar. Cream and sugar. Yeah. Which is very nice. But the annoying thing about it is when you order it out here in Colorado and you say... I want a regular coffee. They say, do you want cream and sugar? And I'm like, what is the point? A regular coffee. At Dunkman Donuts. That's, That's actually what I do. I use that voice. Nice. That way they'll at least know. So back to the topic. Okay, your, so your least favorite. Can we so, call this one your least favorite catechism paragraph? Well, I've only read about 100, 100 paragraphs of the catechism. So out of the 100, this is my least favorite. Um, and so I was doing this research on holy orders. And so this is at the beginning of the section on marriage and um, holy orders. So you have sacraments of initiation, baptism, confirmation, Eucharist, Eucharist. and then you have sacraments of healing, uh, whatever they are, (laughs) anointing, confession, Confession. and then you get to this one. And before I had heard it called, you know, sacraments of vocation or sacraments of mission. Okay, fine. This is called sacraments at the service of communion. And this is the paragraph that kind of... Is it 1534? Yeah. How did you know that? Because I know exactly what you're talking about. Go for it. All right. Well, the one thing is, we believe in the church, and I believe that, you know, I I should assent to this. Two other sacraments, holy orders and matrimony, are directed toward the salvation of others. If they contribute as well to personal salvation, it is through service to others that they do so. They confer a particular mission in the church and serve to build up the people of God. The, the part that like rubs me wrong is, um, if they contribute as well to personal salvation, it is through service to others that they do so. Yep. Am I wrong? I know. I, the only reason I knew that paragraph is because Father Peter Musset used to talk a lot about that one. And he said the way you remember it is the beer, 1554, mm-hmm. 34, minus 20. Oh, does he not like it either? The paragraph? I think he likes it. But yeah, it's challenging. Especially for a guy who's spending most of his life trying to avoid people, as we talked about last week in a marital strife moment. And we had a funny comment. I said, I was yelling at him, and I said, you can't avoid people for the rest of your life. And you said, quote, watch watch me me try. (laughs) Watch me. And uh, yeah. yeah. No, but tell me why that bothers you so much. Um, Okay, so... When we talk about marriage, when we talk about marriage, we talk about love, okay? And love is directed to another. Um, So, you know, you want to consecrate your love for this marriage, and and that's just all I want to do. I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. I mean, that's what I, that's what, I, I mean, if you gave me a base definition of what marriage is, Back in the day, you know, before I had my theological training or whatever else, or even now in some sense, 
Why do these people want to get married? They want to be with each other for the rest of their life. Okay, what is priesthood? I want to work for other people. Forget it. I don't want to. I don't want to work for the rest of my life. Right. I want to be with somebody. Right. And that was the reason why I was singing that song at the beginning. I hope we used it as our as our intro. I don't even know who sings that song. Yeah, I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> I want to feel the heat with somebody. I think that's Whitney, man. I hope I never see your body move like that ever again. Mm, the jelly roll. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Whitney. Okay. okay. I want to be with somebody. And I think that when I thought about priesthood, um, part of the reason why I didn't want to do it was because I didn't want to work for the rest of my life. Um, I mean, when I thought about priesthood, it's like, okay, you pour yourself out in service for others. And I'm fairly good at that on my best days. But then sometimes I just want to be like with somebody else. And I thought that that was nice because even in the priesthood, I can be with a priest and he doesn't have to be doing something right then. He doesn't have to be serving me right then, but he's a priest and that's okay. You know, like married couples, they don't, they don't immediately have children. Like, they have an interim period in which they are together, and from the fullness of their love for one another, the children come forth. Now, it's wonderful that the children kind of expand their responsibilities, and they pour them, eventually they pour themselves out for their children, but it's like, am I just being ordained for the service of, you know, a parish or for um, for the service of the entire church? I guess so. <laughs> I mean, that's what it says. So if I'm hearing you right here, what you're saying is the reason this is frustrating is because it replaces the notion of being with is replaced with service. Being with is replaced by being for. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. You know something crazy? I um I gave uh I gave a homily on this in May because one of the graces of my the last silent retreat we went on, this is right after you got ordained. Uh-huh. Uh, we do, priests do a week silent retreat every year. Um, and uh, we, uh, one of the graces was this line. It was, and it's usually not like this, but it was just this line. It was like, you have to be with before you can be for. Hmm. And I gave a homily about that. And really? Tom McCormick was sitting out there. Tom McCormick's a priest, but doesn't really, he's not really into con celebrating. That's fine. He loved it. Yeah, he loved cool. it. Yeah. Because it's kind of, you know, that's the big thing. But I, it was very important for me to kind of receive that from the Lord. You have to be with before you can be for. Yeah. And uh, because it's really... Because I'm of the workaholic mentality of just do, 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 do. I do. am not. And I'm not with people. You are with people. And as much as I give you crap for spending your life trying to avoid people, you have a very heavy filter. But once they're in, yeah, they're in. And you're with them no matter what. So yeah. I'm kind of coming from the opposite. That's why I think I had to hear that from the Lord in that retreat. It was like, you got to just squander your life with people. Mm-hmm. That's a way of service. Well, but the interesting thing is, it, it's not just priesthood that's put under that same, in that category. Both marriage and priesthood are placed under sacraments at the service of communion. Yeah. So even married people are called to be at the service of communion. 
And as I was thinking about it and I was, you know, kind of teaching to the class and I didn't really tell them that I had kind of a beef with with that with that, you know, line in particular, it does make sense because when you get married, when one gets married, he doesn't get married for one's own sake. He actually says, I, I choose you. Like there's a direction to their love. There's a direction to their, to their espousal and not just, I reserve myself. I actually reserve you and you reserve me. Yeah. So they're consecrated for a particular mission for one another. And so um, in priesthood, I guess I have been consecrated I mean that it's always a hard dilemma because you know who who is the priest married to? Yeah, you know, some people want to say the church, some people want to say the people, and some people want to say uh, God. And I'm kind of like I really don't know. Yeah. Um. So, well, I I I teach RCA, and I I went into this paragraph specifically um, because I think I think it's such a radical paragraph, and I think that's why we kind of we get real nervous around it because if you actually really think about what it's implying, it's so, it's so radical. And with marriage and especially, and I was kind of hammering people about it because I was dealing with married people, you know, in RCIA. Uh-huh. And I was saying, according to this paragraph, you don't get married because you want to spend the rest of your life with that person. What do you do it for? It's about service for other. And I, and I was, it was a it was an entry point into the procreative dimension of marriage. Well, and it's it's not just for the service of everyone; it's actually for the service of of each other. Mm-hmm. And so, like the the next paragraph, which I think you know, can I just say I have the best RCIA class ever? I want to just Aww. give a shout out to Michelle Eber. She listens to this. I know she's. I'm sure there's other people who are. They're going to get mad at me in two weeks when they hear this, but I know Michelle's definitely listening, and they're just awesome. They're I preach every Sunday, and it's like no one's paying attention. And I walk into RCA, I tell stupid jokes, everybody laughs. I love, I'm like, I love these people. Yeah. They're eating it up, and they are like becoming, they're on fire. So, sorry, back to the topic. That's cool. I really love them. It's like the best thing in my week, other than you, of course. Yep. Yep. <sighs> yeah, I don't have that. I don't have an RCIA class. But I did. I wish that I knew some of the people in RCIA's name. You know Brian Bezecki. Well, I know your class. Yeah, Brian Bezecki. Well, who's our boy? Yeah. We were taught we were bragging on him at lunch. That's right. He's the man. Um I mean the RCIA class at Cabrini. I don't necessarily know oh. a lot of them, but I did like them um with the little time I spent with them. So, um this is the next paragraph which we should probably you know believe that they are interconnected and maybe they'll help. Um Through these sacraments, those already consecrated by baptism and confirmation for the common priest of the faithful can receive particular consecrations. Those who receive the sacrament of holy orders are consecrated in Christ's name to feed the church by word and grace of God. On their part, Christian spouses are fortified, as it were, consecrated for the duties and dignity of their state by a special sacrament. So the priests are consecrated in Christ's name to feed the church by the word and grace of God. I don't know. It it just goes back to I asked a question to one of our teachers a while back, and I probably said this on the podcast, but um, can you give me an essential definition of what priesthood is? And his response was um, 
sacramental administrators, uh, Admi- administ- oh. administrators of administrators of the mysteries of God. Okay, which I was like, that's scriptural, you know. And every once in a while, I'll come across and I'm like, Ur. but so okay, yes, I agree with that. But then I go back to, am I a priest? And am I a priest even if I'm not doing, even if I'm not doing priestly things? Yeah. Like, even if I'm not in the church, or even if I'm not in my clerics, or even if not, you know, I, I'm still a priest, just like Maximilian Colby was still a priest, even if he couldn't offer Mass, right. and uh, whatever the guy's name is from uh, With God in Russia, Walter Chizik, you know, like, he's still a priest, but then, I don't know, like, I need to I need to be directed towards the service of others, and get out of my own little box and maybe that's that's important because that's also what married life does. It does shake you out of your own little box and say it's not about you, it's about the other. And your your life is now is now wholly given over to her and her life is wholly given over to him. So then my life is not only wholly given over to the Lord but also to the people. Right. So, I don't know. These are things that I'm just struggling with. Um we're happy to struggle with you. We're happy to struggle with you. <laughs> Um, no, I think if anybody has, I mean, sorry, I don't mean to sometimes be so this isn't Catholic answers. This is more like Catholic questions, questions and yeah. Catholic doubts. Yeah. Um, but I want to believe this and I want to give myself wholly over to it. Um, but maybe people in marriage find that too. Like you've heard of people who are, who lose, who find themselves losing their marriage among kind of the duties of like household and of raising children and whatever else. Right. Like, they lose the friendship, they lose what they've actually been consecrated for in the midst of really good things and pouring themselves out for their children and, and going to band camp and whatever else and making dinner. Um, but how do we return back to that which is most essential, which is my sacrament, and who's ever listening who's married or a priest, your sacrament is at the service of communion. So whose communion are you serving? Right. Is it my own? Do I want to be... In, I'm most happy when people are serving me, and so others should be directed to the service service of my communion, but I'm also responsible for their communion. Right. I don't know what that means. I, I think that the final thing I would say on this is... The final thought. The final thought is that when we talk about the service of communion, we're talking about the realm of mission. Vocation leads to mission, and a lot of times that's where it all breaks down. We get married, and then that's it. And... The way, the mode of service has to be discerned as a mission that Christ gives us, but that has to come in prayer. And if we're not really praying and in intimate relationship with Christ, in intimate companionship with him, then we're not going to be able to uh, get the mission and receive it from him. Does that make sense? Instead of trying to figure it out on our own, we got to just get serious about prayer within our vocation, allow it to transform into mission. Service, fruitfulness, that's when vocation itself kind of transforms into a missionary role. Shout outs, he's on his phone. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. I got I got a shout out. Can I start? Okay, go ahead. Can I start? Speak, this is a funny one. Speak slowly. Okay, so this is a guy named Matt McKee. Not Mike McKee. Or Matt McGee. No. <laughs> <laughs> Matt McKee. And here's what he said. I'm now at the Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. I always mention how this is my favorite podcast to my friends here. Just thought I'd let you guys know you have a big fan at the Naval Academy. Hopefully you, your fan base can 
keep spreading. Probably not going to happen. And then this is what he says. Oh, we didn't get it. It's time. ominous. The loom clock. He says what? Could you guys say go Navy beat Army on one of your podcasts for me? Question mark. His dad went, went to went West to, Point. Went, went to West Point. Matt McKee, you didn't know that. But if I said go Navy beat Army on this podcast, quote, I'd be out of the family. I asked my dad about this. I said, do you mind if I say that? And he goes, yeah, if you want to be out of the family for the rest of your life. And I was really? Like, okay. Well, he was joking, kind of. So, Matt, thanks for listening. I cannot root for Navy against Army, though you have destroyed Army the last, like, 20 years. Yep. And you probably will for the next 20 years. So thanks for listening. Um, I will say that uh, Grandpa Goble served in the United States Navy um, as um, as a machinist on a destroyer in World War II. And my good friend, Keith Kenny, is a first-class petty officer. So no, he was never on a ship. That Never on a ship. That's and how right. many years in the Navy? Uh, 14, I think. Yeah. So go Navy, beat Army. Oh, no! Giggity giggity. All right. <laughs> okay. I, I seriously, I don't know what's wrong with this phone. That's because you have a droid, not an iPhone. Shut up. Okay, this is the other one. So twice now I have sc- thoroughly We've got to sc- give a shout out to up. the lady that gave us the king cake. That's the problem. I know, but I you have her it. name. I don't have her name. I'm I sorry. I know, but this is two podcasts now. And this is going to go out after Mardi Gras. We enjoyed it, and Father Matt Book got the baby. He got the baby. All we got was king cake. The lady, okay, I will great, get, I will get you your shot. It was delicious. She sent us a king cake from the best place in New Orleans. Yeah, it was like Heidel's or something. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. Okay, one more shout out here. All right, one so, more shout out. I promise I'll get back to we you. We gave a shout out to a guy named Spencer Leffler, whose birthday was in the end of January. Remember that? Nope. And I said, Spencer is Jen Mosier's brother, a seminarian of Omaha, Nebraska. Wrong. That's Patrick Mosier, right? The last name. Should have given it away. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, you were, huh? You're so smart. So the guy, Taylor Leffler, is my friend who texted me back and he said, you idiot. My brother is Spencer. He's uh, three years younger. He's in the college seminary at SJV. He's at my alma mater. So shout out to Patrick Mosier. Okay. And Spencer Leffler. And then, of course, Taylor as well. Happy birthday, Spencer. Sorry to screw up your name, your family affiliation, and Taylor. Thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. That's all I got. I want to give a shout out to Earl Hanrahan <laughs> um, and uh, to Stephen Mills. Stephen Mills. Father Stephen Mills from Lincoln, Nebraska. Steve is the only one that knows who Earl Hanrahan is. That and, gosh, what was his name? It wasn't Michael Abeg. It was another guy. Kurt. Ah, it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Anyways. We'll have to leave him with that for next week. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Dunkin' Donuts opening in approximately three days here at Ken Carl and Platte Canyon. Father John, Father Nathan, Spencer. We'll see you next week.